Magalay. The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. Hi everyone and happy Australia Day and welcome to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab rounding up all of the country news from the week that was. We look back at the meetings in North Queensland at Home Hill and Townsville on the weekend with a special guest who had quite a bit of success at the Wednesday program last week at the Townsville Turf Club. Not as much success at the Home Hill program on Saturday but we can talk to uh, our special guest about that this morning and another special guest coming up who had his very first winner as a trainer at the Dolby program last Friday for the Dolby and Northern Downs Jockey Club. Nozzy Tomazawa is the star of the show there with a quartet of winners on the afternoon. We're going to look back at uh, the week that was and also what is coming up in the weeks ahead. And to help us do that looking forward, looking backwards, as always, on Bushbeat is Rob Luck. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Tony, and uh, it's a lovely Australia Day out here in Longreach and you can be guaranteed that uh, when it's Australia Day and a public holiday... Your news agency will be open and working hard. The two <laughs> bosses are on duty. I've been given the guarantee, Tony, that Lan says she'll be right in the counter for half an hour and I'm allowed to actually sit in the office for one of the few times of the year <laughs> to uh, conduct uh, Bush Pete. And, uh, yes, as, as, you, uh, as you outlined there, it's been a, a week and weekend of racing in the past week where there's some very notable achievements, some firsts, some records, um, and it's really good to see because it's suggesting stables are in form, jockeys are in form, and the standard of our country meets just keep improving, don't they, as we look at this each week. We look at uh, the uh, the TAB programs that uh, do go around the provincial areas like your Rockhamptons, Mackays, Townsville and Cairns each week, and we see some familiar names and punters uh, are certainly... Uh, cashing in by following the likes of Justin Stanley and Ryan Wiggins when they come to town. They were able to do that last week with uh, Ryan scoring a treble of wins at the Wednesday program at Townsville and Justin managed to pick up a trio of wins at the Rockhampton Tab program on Saturday. But it's the trainer that had the treble that we're talking to this morning out of the uh, Townsville program last week. Also had uh, some runners going around at the uh, Home Hill non-tab program on the weekend and she's our first special guest online this morning, Rob. Yeah, Georgie Holt, who had a significant achievement at uh, Townsville on the Wednesday with the first ever training treble in her career. And uh, welcome to Bushbeat, Georgie. Congratulations on the treble that occurred on Wednesday. And, of course, not quite as good at uh, Home Hill, but still some significant results. Uh, congratulations on that treble on Wednesday. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah, it was pretty exciting um, to finally get one on the board for us. Now, we're probably going to go all over the shop a little bit this morning here, Georgie. We'll go to that Home Hill meeting because we know you were there. Yeah. I mean, you, you do concentrate fairly heavily on the provincial with your stable, but these country meetings are so important to uh, all the provincial centres and Home Hill's no different. Uh, you went there with a couple of runners. But firstly, what struck me about Home Hill, Georgie, was the track. It looked in uh, magnificent condition. That grass was really green uh, and it, it looked like it ran true to form with uh, what the track looked like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're big supporters of the Home Hill track. Um, you can always guarantee that the track's going to play fair and it's, it's always in fantastic condition. And the guys down there do a really super job at looking after it. Um, can't, can't commend them enough on that. And we've had a fair bit of rain lately and I do know that they were a little bit worried um, about it being a bit too wet. But no, it was absolutely perfect and couldn't have asked for a better surface. 
And certain jockeys are really in winning form at the moment. None other than Chelsea jockey at Home Hill. We'll look at that meeting with you as you were there. But Chelsea with the double star singer for a Joanna Hassett and also the swell for Johnny Mansman beating your horse home in hit mm-hmm. snooze. Just tell us about those couple of wins. What was significant for Chelsea with those? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Chelsea has a lot of luck uh, down at Home Hill. Um, she knows the track well and um, sort of knows how everyone plays the track as well you know you've got to be a bit um tricky on that tight corner to to not drift out too far and if you do have those ones that drift up you can um sneak a sneaky run up the fence there and um that obviously helps a lot of people out but no chelsea had um great rides on both of those horses um and i think she just took control and got herself in the perfect position and it it paid off for her as well um, and yes, yeah, same with the other one as well. Um, Joanna's was a fantastic run, and um, she probably couldn't have rode it any better, to be honest. Um, but the track played perfectly for that horse as well. What I found interesting about Star Singer, it's an ex Mount Isa horse from Robert Burrow, and had run uh, fourth at Charters Towers at its last run. So it was a first run for Joanna. So uh, it started equal favourite as well, getting up over Ticket Keeper and Red Red Rose. So that was significant, that form transferring across, but also the swell. Uh, it's an interesting statistic for Johnny Mansman with this galloper that beat home your horse, hit snooze, and into third came uh, M8. But the swell has had four wins now from 24, and he's three from four at the track. But I think he's had about 22 starts for John in the career, and not only once has it missed prize money. And that's pretty significant for these TAB and provincial meetings, uh, Georgie, that they pay down to 10th, and these horses can be a real earning proposition. Do you agree that those that payment down to 10th has been a big incentive for the provincial-based and the country trainers who can access it? Absolutely. Um, you know, it just gives you that bit more of an option to, um, you know, if you take your horses to the country, you... You're not just, it, it can be quite a trip. Um, for Johnny to come to Home Hill from Mackay is probably one of his shortest trips that he takes. Um, but that's, you know, that's a three-hour trip. And he, he might bring, you know, 10 to 15 or more. And he can be guaranteed to pay his way, you know. And it's just that bit more incentive to know that you're going to be covered for that trip all the time. And um, you're not going to be wasting your time taking a few down there. And you can sort of hold on to them horses a bit longer knowing that they carry you through. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure this spirit of boom Mary will take back to Home Hill because she's three from four at the track. And uh, just from the other races at the meeting, before we go back to that big day of yours at Townsville, um, also that form from the Northwest, Sean Roy's bringing in Pickaboo for Cody Collis, a young apprentice with a win there over Bikey Chicken, Enraged. Also, Carl Spry came off a win at uh, Townsville on the Wednesday for Olivia Cairns with Springthorpe. And I see Olivia got presented with the uh, one of the horses of the year. I think uh, it was Sound Investment, a um, nice little social media post uh, that she had that presentation made for the, I'm sure it was the Leichhardt area. And then Bold yep. Kingston, uh, Bonnie Thompson. Well, she rides a winner everywhere, doesn't she? And uh, she got up over uh, Olivia Kansas' Mason Chance and your perfect knowledge. Now, he's 11 years old. He's got a yeah. zest for racing, though, Georgie. Yeah, he does. Um, you know, there's been a... We actually had retired him before and... Um, you know, he, he just has that itch to want to keep racing. And it was sort of a bit of a joke, you know, we'll bring him back into work and see how he goes. And if he doesn't like it, you know, we'll put him back out. Um, but he just has that will to to win all the time. And you just can't, can't you know, beat him in it. Um, he's been up for a long time now, but he does not much. You know, he just feels 
picking my child in a paddock for a couple of days and back into work for a few days and head straight. And he always side to the line. So um, a stable full of them would be lovely. Um, but the age isn't worrying him one bit. He's the, he's the soundest horse I've had in the barn. Well, your day be- or your week began on Wednesday at Townsville, and this is a career achievement, the treble, your first treble. Take us through the three winners. You've got Gossiping Girl, which looks very promising, the Spill the Beans, two-year-old, and uh, Live the Moment. And, of course, Ryan Wiggins riding all three, and Langro, uh, one of, I'm sure, the favourites for the stable. Take us through those wins on the day and, and the excitement it created for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we we were pretty confident we were going to have a good day at the races. Um, it doesn't happen all that often, but we were happy with the barriers that we drew and we were pretty worried about the meeting getting called off with the pending cyclone so that we can thank Kimmy for steering away from us and keeping that meeting going ahead. Um, but, yeah, we, we had a really great day. Gossiping Girl, you know, she um, she put in a really fantastic run first up in the Pelaranda. Um, she's she's only a small little thing, but she's got she's certainly got a big will to win, and um, looking forward to going forward with her. She's pretty promising, I think, um, for the rest of these two-year-old races. Um, then we have Live the Moment. He's been a tricky horse to get going up here. Um, our tracks have been quite firm, so he's certainly been looking for that softer ground uh, since I've had him up here, and um, having Ryan on board helped as well um, to to notch up that first win for him um and Langro he's just um as tough as nails you know I thought Dallin would have certainly got us on the day with the weight once he was out in front um it was clearly a leader's a leader's track on Wednesday and I did think having the a few more kilos less than us would certainly let him take away but Langro fought hard to to get him in the end so he's a tough horse and um he deserves a bit of a break now now, it was three wins for you and Ryan, but very significant also, there was an owner in there, P.W. Melpass. I think it's Peter. I haven't met the gentleman, but I'm yep. pretty sure he's a well-known owner. He's a big supporter of your stable because he's got the ownership, particularly in Gossiping Girl and co-ownership uh, of uh, Langro and the Piero Live the Moment. Um, is he a key component to your stable? Yeah, absolutely. Peter's brought us um, some pretty handy horses in the last 12 months and um, we've been really lucky to team up with him um, I do know he has some horses down south and things um, which is handy for us as well you know if they're not competitive down there it's somewhere he can move them up to and we've got a few owners like that as well but um, Peter's been yeah a big supporter of our stable over the last 12 months and bringing in some some new new horses to help us you know take on some of these bigger stables around and it's it's been a, a great help to us. Georgie, just looking back over the last 12 months, and we all know what sort of year 2020 was with all of the, the COVID-affected dramas and things like that, but did things change for you much there in North Queensland? Was it almost business as um, usual? Yeah, basically, yeah, nothing. Life just went on for us, um, essentially, up here with training. Uh, we, You know, we had the first when things started to get a little bit heated up, it was a day-by-day type of situation. You know, what are we going to do with all these guys that we've got in here? And, um, you know, things have to keep ticking over. And then we were really lucky that Racing Queensland just put their brains to it straight away, broke us into zones, and life went on. So, um, you know, we were only allowed to train um, or race, sorry, in Townsville and Cairns, and we alternated each week. And 
Um, yeah, everything was done perfectly to keep our lives running as normal, basically. And um, big credit to Racing Queensland for stepping in and doing that straight away. Yeah, those zones became important and uh, significant to another winner on that program. I'm not going to dwell on it too much, Georgie, because of my interest in it, but uh, you were very successful with Tabitha Miss being able to be in your zone, Johnny Mansman being able to move it, her up there to, to suit the conditions. But what a story with young Kristen Swaffer. Young Kristen's had five rides on Tabitha Miss, and she's not the easiest horse to ride, as we know, for five wins. That's an achievement in itself, and I believe your young son's one of Tabby's main supporters, uh, particularly when she wins these races. Um, it must have been pretty exciting, even though she's in John's name now, that you, you've got a, a keen interest in Tabitha Miss. Absolutely. Um, John and I have a quite a good relationship. Um, if he needs a hand, um, you know, with a couple that are a bit hard hard doing we do things completely opposite so um the way john works his horses is completely opposite to myself so we um you know he'll send one up to us that we'll put through the barriers and ride every day and do things like that and if i if i need a hand with him in his training um ways or routine um he'd be more than happy to take one for me as well so we have a really good relationship in that sense and he needed a hand with tabitha and um lucky for me that the zoning came in and she couldn't go home um she had to race in our zone so we were lucky to get those couple of starts um for john and you guys and um yeah two wins in a second from three starts um yeah, Kristen yep. and her have a fantastic relationship um you know they they just get along she knows her quirkiness and she knows um Tabitha doesn't like to be pushed around so and Kristen knows that and respects that and lets her you know, do her thing, but at the same time, um, she knows her will to win there and the ability that she has under her as a horse, and um, Kristen just rides her perfectly each time. Now, you can be honest with us, Georgie, uh, in that short time that uh, Tabitha was in your stable and away from the Manselman stable, how much did one of the part owners pest you? Because John tells me that he's on the phone all the time to one of those part owners. Does not leave him alone. <laughs> well, I, w I was pretty lucky. Um, I, I send through some updates Rob likes to remind John about quite regularly. <laughs> so it, it saves Rob calling me. <laughs> but, we um, get video no, reports was, from Georgie. Nice. I'll <laughs> oh, take note, John. Take note. Video reports. He's, he, don't worry. He's already been told. But the story isn't about Tabitha Miss this morning. Or our ownership group. We're just very appreciative of all the work. But and, but the big similarity there is, Georgie, is that you're one of these trainers. Tell us about your stable and, and your background, how you got into it, because you work three times a week as well. But you've got the beauty of this uh, setup where your stables, you've got the country atmosphere, the horses can get out in the paddock. And a lot of trainers are going this way. Even Liam Birchley, I believe, now back in training ranks, set up something similar down in the southeast corner yeah um so we you know as we started out we were in suburbia um there was always someone mowing their lawn cutting down a tree something on race morning um and it was sort of driving us mad watching the horses run around and go mad each day and um we were really lucky to have my parents bought a property just outside of townsville so it's uh we're 12 minutes from the track but we feel like we're about an hour away and um, we're hidden away in the hill and um, got plenty of flat ground to have some nice paddocks and um, the horses are just calm and relaxed all day every day. We have our own little track out here which we can work on. Um, we're much closer to the beach. We do a lot of beach work and yeah like I said 12 minutes to the track so trips in every morning and trips to the beach every day and um, everyone seems quite happy and relaxed out here and has a lot of you know, open spaces we can 
we can put a couple out, you know, if they only need a day or two and bring them back in. We have that ability to do so out here and just give them short freshens up and horses that don't do well in a box, they, they might live in a bigger yard or in a paddock and where they're happy and win races. So um, we're really lucky to have that sort of flexibility for our stable. And before we forget him, you also have your own jockey who poses also as your husband, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> That's Holt, right. Of <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, Aiden rides all of our work. Um, he, you know, helps with John's horses, getting them through the barriers. If, you know, Tabitha, for example, has barrier issues, um, he steps up and sort of slows them down a little bit and gets them through the barriers and sort of works out a few quirks with them. But no, he's certainly a godsend and keeps the stable running. And just finally this morning, Georgie, um, just tell our listeners how many horses you've got in the stable, uh, particular ones that might be worth following. Obviously, Gossiping Girls, you probably got a little plan mapped out there. But what have your numbers grown to and uh, how can owners get hold of you and uh, put horses with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have just um, put a few out for a spell. Um, so we have 12 in work at the moment. Um, we've put about four in the paddock. Um, so, yeah, we have uh, Annie Mariah, which is another key prospect. As a two-year-old, she ran just ahead of Gossiping Girl in the Palaranda. Um, so she'll be headed back to the races in the next couple of weeks. So I'm really looking forward to having her return. Um, and then we just have a few new ones floating floating through the ranks as well. Um, but, yeah, so we do have Facebook, Georgie Holt Racing, and... Um, you're also able to contact us through there. Has all of our mobile, you know, mobile number and email address, etc. On there. And of course, you do good video updates when your horse is running uh, each time. <laughs> but uh, but are, are you headed? Just as an interest, now that you've got this cutest money going with gossiping girl for your owners, are you headed to the March cutest sale at the Gold Coast? Um, yes, we will be heading down to the Gold Coast in March. Um, we're looking forward to that definitely. Um, seeing what we can land there but we will uh, Aiden and myself will definitely both be there it'll be it'll be great to catch up with you down there on my annual holiday <laughs> that I'm allowed to get away from Beautiful. Barkers um, <laughs> and uh, it's been fantastic to chat with you this morning it's a stable on the way up and you do a great job obviously with your horses and in your communication to your owners I've got to give you 10 <laughs> out of 10 on that Georgie thank you very much Rob good on you Georgie thank you so much for joining us on Bushbeat this morning <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you later. Georgie Holt there, Rob, uh, looking back at uh, a wonderful result for her out of the uh, Wednesday tab program at Townsville last week with that stable treble. But great to get a bit of an insight into the stable as well and, and let us know about that Home Hill program on the weekend. And just touching on, as I mentioned before, Ryan Wickens with a treble at that Townsville card mm -hmm. on uh, Wednesday. Then on Saturday, uh, Justin Stanley... Uh, at the Rockhampton Jockey Club with yet another treble. Uh, Justin seems to do this on a regular basis and is certainly one of the uh, the jockeys to follow around that neck of the woods when he is uh, flying in and flying out. Started off the day in the 0-65 to 65 for Adrian Coomer aboard Sunrise Dancer, beating at Attic and uh, Gypsy Biker. Then backed up in the second race in the uh, three-year-old cutest class three on Oswana for Tom Smith, defeating Kotobaru and Better Days Ahead, made it three from three by taking out the cutest two-year-old maiden over the 10.50 and race three on attack a for Clinton Taylor ahead of Ashu, Ahushu and uh, Chester's Angel. Uh, would have been hoping then he was going to be able to ride a couple more, but uh, ended up being placed fourth in race four, uh, sixth out of seven in race five, and then uh, almost ended up with another winner. It was beaten a couple of lengths on uh, the Olivia Cairns train Planet Warrior in the last. So 
Out of six rides, three winners, a second, a fourth and a sixth. is not a bad day at the office for Jed. Oh, Justin Stanley uh, does this quite regularly going up and down the coast, um, Tony. And, uh, you know, it's great to see that they, they do get the uh, rewards for the efforts that they do put in. So another great day in the saddle for Justin. Getting back to the grassroots of racing, this is Bush Beat. Rob, a quick look ahead to the uh, calendar coming up this week, following on from the uh, non-tab program today at Kilcoy. Uh, Australia Day racing today, and there's probably nothing more Australian than heading off to the races. The Mackay racing tomorrow. Friday, it's Rockhampton. Saturday, it's Cairns. There's also non-tab programs at Bundaberg and Taroom. Fingers crossed Taroom get this one uh, mm. up and running. This was the Boxing Day program that couldn't go ahead. That was then transferred to the 9th of January, that then couldn't go ahead, that is now being transferred to this coming Saturday, the 30th of January. So, fingers crossed, they're going to be uh, A OK there for Taroom on the weekend. Yeah, Tony, and of course, today, um, that Kilcoy meeting, I've got to, got to say one thing about this. Kilcoy has built a fantastic club and race day there on Australia Day. They had the, the trots as a TAB meeting yesterday. But I was quite astounded. I just made an assumption that this meeting today was a TAB country meeting. And, of course, it's non-TAB. By crikey's, I reckon it's got to be going close to being that uh, that country tab. I'd love to see Queensland, Racing Queensland doing such a great job in getting these feature tab country meetings happening across the board. Wouldn't it be great to see, Tony, and I'll just throw this one out there, not for discussion this morning, but... Wouldn't it be great to see for every uh, zone in the in the state that at least once a month there is a country TAB meeting happening where, as we mentioned with Georgie before, you are running for prize money down to 10th and it just makes that significant little bit of difference and you're run, running for that $10,000 prize money. But well done, Concel and the club there at Kilcoy. I hope you have a fantastic day because it's, uh, it's a traditionally a great meeting and I wouldn't be surprised it's a TAB meeting down the track but but Tony you picked up on a very significant development out of the Dolby meeting as you mentioned earlier Nozzy Tomazawa not Nozzy Tomazawa and we know Nozzy's such a regular uh, rider in that Downs area he had the uh, the four winners shame job for Kevin Sims uh, he also had uh, Vic Heddings winner Petit L uh, and then he teamed up with Kevin Kemp with Spartan Jet and Robert Heathcote for Phantom Court and in between there, Jason Taylor has had a uh, double on the day with I Promise You and Beach Club. And the other significant, I found significant thing, Tony, out this meeting, there are trainers like Chris Munts, to uh, Toby and Trent Edwards, and uh, Rob Heathcote going out to these Dolby meetings. Years ago when Cutis was first starting, we used to say, why don't they go to these areas? There's the strength of country and provincial meetings happening now that trainers in the southeast are travelling to these meetings and the strength is growing. So your guess that you've got on this morning, what a significant achievement he's done on such a, a hard day of racing to get his first winner home. Yeah, lining up against some of those, uh, not just the Toowoomba stables, but also, as you say, some of the Brisbane and Sunshine Coast runners that were headed that way as well. And he has a couple in work. We thought we'd uh, congratulate him on his first winner as a trainer. The, uh, the family name is very familiar to us, but we'd like to introduce everyone on Bushbeat this morning to William Crop, who had, I promise you, successful in race three there at Dolby on Friday. William, welcome to Bushbeat. Oh, g'day. How you going? We're good this morning. Congratulations on your win there on Friday. Yeah, thank you. It was uh, a yeah, great day and great to, great to get the result. Yeah, this winner by Panzer Division. It's come to you via Brett Kavanagh. Um, you've got only small numbers in the stable. Just tell us about your stable, um, William, and the horses there and uh, what, what your opinion of I Promise You is. Yeah, um, I, I trained from Dalby. I've only got a couple. Obviously, um, Dad, Matt Croft, 
he's got he's got quite a few on all for him. My my couple is just Panzer Division and um oh, and I saw the first clip. She's up north racing racing uh with Charlie Devilla now. But yeah, I've only got a couple and, and um it keeps me busy. Was it always a case of something you wanted to do, almost uh, as as we say, follow in dad's footsteps and uh, and take up training? I've never done anything else. Yeah, I've I've always been involved with the horses in the show jumping and, and hacking and whatnot, but, but you know, racing's where I've always I've always been interested in. And have you been uh, obviously being Matt Crop's son, have you been like the stable foreman or just working for dad? Oh, working for dad. Um, sometimes uh, you know, I take horses to the races for him and I still ride a bit of track work for him as well, but I'm getting too heavy for that now. Does he send you out to the black hole trips and that type of things that he does? Yeah, yeah, I do a bit of, <laughs> bit of driving. I went to Blackall, Charleville. You know, we wanted to go to Birdsville this year, but that was off. I'm sure it's on the agenda coming up this year as well, hopefully going ahead. Yeah, let's hope so, yeah. I did see something on social media just to go off on a tangent that uh, I think it's next next month they might be uh, selling tickets online. They're going to mm. have to cap the crowd with COVID restrictions. Um, but, yes, Birdsville 2021 looks like it's up and running again and there's going to be uh, news coming out on that on the Birdsville Race Club Facebook page. And they were saying that, yes, the, the pub will be back open and the bakery will be open and, yeah, it'll be all systems go, maybe with a slightly reduced crowd. But, yeah, Birdsville looks like it's going to be back on, Rob. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah, William, I'm, I'm sure you'll have the truck packed and ready if Dad's uh, taking a team or wanting to go out there. Um, but this Panzer Division, I promise you, where do you tend, intend to uh, take this particular filly now? Uh, well, I'm, I'm probably going to just going to give her one. I'll be telling her when she's cracking and keep her out. Uh, she's, she's still only three, and she's a filly, so you never know if she has a spell and comes back any better. You know, I, I could target some, some metropolitan races, perhaps. As I was I said in, sorry, oh, go Tony. on, you go. Well, as I said at the start, this the competition level at this meeting at Dolby, uh, William, you know, when you start getting these Brisbane trainers targeting, you must start to see a pretty high standard of racing going on. Yeah, well, with, with uh, what, Dolby had nine races the other day and, you know, races had 30 and 40 noms in them. It was, it was a pretty strong day, so... When yeah, it's good, it's good to see them. When you were saying about uh, perhaps targeting uh, Metropolitan, you've, you've already had a crack at uh, bringing I Promise You to town. Uh, well, had a go at Ipswich and ran third there and fifth of 11 at Durban as well back at the beginning of January. Yeah. Um, I, I think she's she's handy enough. She's not she's no, no slouch. And, and um, yeah, I, I can't see why we wouldn't be taking her back down there, even if it's just midweek. Yeah, I think it's great to see our um, country-based trainers going in and having a crack at provincial meetings. We mentioned a, a winner out of the Sunshine Coast last week. And also, congratulations, Mark Johnson out of Charleville. This is off on the tangent, sorry, Guy, but he took uh, Rural Rebellion to uh, Ipswich on the weekend and ran a third at 200 to 1. It had its first start out here at Bar Calden, two runs prior. So I think it's a good sign that we're, we're seeing the um, our trainers willing to have that crack, William, at the uh, at the provincial level. Yeah, yeah, it's great to see. Yeah, Mark was Mark was here at Dolby and went on to the you know, Ipswich. He was saying, yeah, and Good. hopefully he got a little bit of that uh, two hundred to one fixed price on the place. So <laughs> congratulations, <laughs> Mark Johnson. <laughs> Just tell us yeah. about. You said you're with horses all your life. What you could you run us through that background uh, where it all started for you? Uh well, you know, I just started off as a 
little little ankle biter poking around the horses. And uh, eventually, eventually, Dad put me on an old old stock horse, learnt to ride on him. And it's you know just slowly progressed up through Pony Club and 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 uh, inter school competitions. To you know, I was old enough to ride work and just slowly progressed from you know the ground up. What's your plan moving forward? How big would you like to to see your part of the stable get? Oh uh, well, for now, Dad's got Dad's got plenty of horses for to keep me busy, and if I've only got you know a handful in my name, that that's that's plenty. And that would allow you to be doing a little bit of that travelling to the country meets that that suit better for those horses. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy that, and it, it's great fun out there. I much prefer it. I think. I think when you had the win with splits at Blackall, you brought the team of owners with you, and you had a had a good time celebrating the win. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rob and and Maddie and and Stu, they all all flew out, had a great time winning the cup out there. Yeah. How's the track there at Dolby coping at Bunya Park? I know it's you know <laughs> you talk about uh, flooding rains and uh, and burning droughts and things like that. Poor old Bunya Park seems to cop it from both ends. It's either underwater or it looks like it's uh, you know, dying off there. How's it coping these days, William? Good. It's been dry for for a long time, and the irrigation system only allows it to to water so much. But it, it it's been good, and it was a beautiful surface on the weekend, from from what the jockeys have told me. And um, what was a soft five, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's it's playing all right. Certainly looked green driving past it the uh, the other day, uh, Tony, and it stood up well to that that massive um, program that they had there on the weekend. Mm, I've always had a, a, a soft spot for Bunya Park because uh, this is going back in another lifetime, 20-something years ago when I had a winner at a TAB program on a Thursday at Dolby, and I've always uh, had, a, had a little bit of affection there. But, yeah, as you're driving in and out of Dolby, the, the track's right there as you're going in and out on the eastern side of town. And I always thought, William, that it probably, you know, could have a lot more tab meetings than perhaps what the schedule has been allowing. I know the track's gone through its ups and downs over the last probably 10 years or so, but facilities there are pretty good. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. The 1,400-metre shoot and the 1,000-metre shoot are uh, second to none. You know, 600-metre runs before you turn, you know, they're pretty rare. Mm. You don't get that any anywhere else around here. So, and uh, with... With a good water, uh, that's that's all we need to to have a really good a good fair track. That the likes of Rob Heathcote and Chris Hunts, you know, should come out to and, how, and host more races. How many are training there at the moment besides you and Dad? What's it like as a training base? Oh, uh, there'd be maybe thirty horses work here in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, just John Hearn and Dave Reynolds and. Uh, Max Smith, he's only got one or two, but I, I think there should be more. It, it really sounds like a good facility, and it, it is good to see Racing Queensland get behind and, and, and program that number of races there uh, at that meeting. And as you're saying, guys, um, more of those tab meetings on that circuit uh, allows that area to, again, those country trainers, to, um, to access the opportunity for the higher prize money. Very much so. William, thanks so much for joining us on Bushbeat. Congratulations again on your very first winner. It's not often we get to congratulate first like that, but yeah. it was too good an opportunity to let go by this morning, and, and well done on that, and hopefully it's the first of many to come. hope so. Thank you very much. Good on you. William Crop joining us there this morning from Dolby. As I say, Rob, we don't often get the opportunity to be able to say well done on your first, but uh, 
that's a wonderful uh, achievement that I'm sure that William's never going to forget the name of that horse in I Promise You. In a similar sort of vein, and we'll hear more of this story tomorrow on uh, Racing Active when uh, our man in South Australia, Johnny Letts, catches up with uh, young Alana Livesey, who uh, not only rode her first winner at the Kangaroo Island non-tab program on the weekend, but rode three. How about that for you, uh, a day out at the races? And I'll leave it to Letsy to tell more of that story tomorrow. But uh, just looking back at that KI program on Saturday, uh, the first of Alana's wins was for uh, Gemma Louise and Jordan Frew on Cordwell in the uh, the benchmark 52 over 1360, beating Scallop and Vegan. Backed it up for Trevor Day on Marymount Lass in the benchmark 56, ahead of Cashing Boy, uh, Cashing Up and Bows My Boy. And then wrapped up the day for Nicole Brugman in the Benchmark 52 trophy race on Not Approved ahead of Smart Cap and Vietti. Mentioning uh, Nicole's name, she also had a double on the day. Vexatious Boy taking out the first. The maiden plate over the 10.08 ahead of Ultimate View and Troubled Times. Alice Lindsay was in the saddle for that one. And just uh, touching on the other winners there, Caitlin's Angel won the Benchmark 56 for Ben Price. Another young apprentice there striking up a win for trainer Kim Healy. Mary's Pride second and uh, Hurricane Sunny ran in third. And the other winner to mention there was the uh, the Benchmark 66. Murray Henderson and David Page combining with Splash some cash. Lyric and Stream and Azirius filling out the placings there. Love hearing these stories about firsts oh. like that. And we'll hear more about the Alana Lancey story tomorrow with Johnny Letts on Racing Active. And, and aren't we seeing a lot of this, Tony? I think it was young Angela Jones, the first day of riding. It might have been Dolby, the three three winners there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had Alicia Ross in the past. These sort of jockeys coming through. And what about you? We, I know it's a provincial meeting, but Kyle Wilson-Taylor, this young man, he's just making an absolute name for himself. What was it, five at Ipswich on um, Saturday? Mm-hmm. Or, I'm not sure the exact number. I might have given him a couple more than uh, what he was meant to get. No, I'm pretty sure. Or it might have been three out of that meeting at uh, Ipswich on the weekend. He's doing a fantastic job as well. So great to see this depth of talent coming through. Mentioned uh, KI, and I probably should have said, yes, Kangaroo Island, because the other KI program that raced on the weekend as their uh, summer carnival continued on was uh, King Island in Tasmania, and they had a five-race program uh, where uh, Ismail Toka was the star jockey of the day with a treble. And Tamara Muir combining with Ismail with two of those wins. First of all, Judge Burns in the Class B 1600 beating So Intelligent and Lucky I'm Here. And then Woods Point ahead of Push Paws and Mr Zygmunt in the Class B over the 2200. Ismail's other winner was for Rowan Hamer in the Class A over the 1400 on Tara's Design ahead of 88 Days and Kookaburra. Other winners on the day, Tom Ryan combining with trainer Robert Keyes with She's Raunchy in the Class A beating Miss Smuggly and Tail Ends. And... Uh, Juana Andrew combined with uh, trainer Ron Crack on AMA to take out the uh, 1600 metre maiden, beating She Boygan and Comical Ending. Love to spend some time if we can, if we've got a little bit of time coming up in the next couple of weeks, Rob, before things get too hectic and busy, to have a chat to uh, Duncan Dornoff, our Tasmanian correspondent uh, that we hear each and every week uh, here on Radio Tab with some of the racing action and also uh, joins David Fowler on Press Room and Black Bookers and the like. Duncan's been calling some of those KI meetings at King Island over the uh, the last little bit and be fascinating to get a bit more of an insight into all of that. Yeah, I think so, and it's one of those unique ones that happened. I'm pretty sure we had Zoe White, who travelled down as a jockey once, um, reporting on that one as well. It's mm. great to see them still in the program, in particularly what's been a very difficult year, Tony. But next week we come back. We've got a little bit more, as you said. Hopefully, Taroom will be able to report on. Of course, Bundaberg. I'm sure Jared Wessels will be calling out of there. And, of course, the uh, provincial meetings coming out of Bow Desert and Kilcoy non-tab today and Mackay tomorrow. But... Uh, 
some good uh, country racing we'll be able to report on next week. Any great stories, just email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au and I probably should go and uh, do a stint on the counter so the boss can go and have a cup of tea. Tony, um, uh, being able to get in the office and do bush beat this morning? Yes, you get yourself in enough <laughs> trouble without us having to contribute to it and uh, you blaming us or anything like that. So, yes, you get it. Better never, go and relieve never. the boss and go and uh, sell a few scratchies and, and career mails and the like. It's a, it's a good time of the year to be a news agent. You've had Christmas rolling into back to school, and trust me, they often leave it to the last minute, so I better get out and do some help. Uh, good morning to you, Tony. Good morning, listeners. Good on you, Rob. Thank you for joining us this morning, and uh, also thank you to Georgie Holt and William Crop for joining us this week on Bushbeat as well. Good luck to the clubs who are racing this week. As mentioned, Kilcoy today, Mackay tomorrow, Rockhampton Friday and Cairns Saturday, all with SAB programs. And then those uh, non-tab meetings at Bundaberg and Taroom on Saturday as well. And one last note about the uh, On The Bits uh, Racing Australia Gala Awards. The uh, On The Bit Racing Australia Queensland Country Racing Gala Awards proudly presented by Racing Queensland coming up in Emerald on the 6th of February. I see a post last night on uh, the Facebook page that only 25 tickets remain. So if you are planning to go along on uh, Saturday week, you want to make sure you've got your accommodation and tickets all sorted out. Jump on the website now at onthebitracingaustralia.com.au or go to the Facebook page and find the link there. There's uh, limited numbers left to be able to grab a seat at that big awards night that's coming up in two weeks in February. That is Bush Beat for another week, folks, and we will catch you back next week here on Radio Tab.